Welcome to One Quick Point, the strategy-focused podcast geared towards leaders in the C-suite and professionals on their way there. At One Quick Point, you will be able to find impact-focused advice to help drive business strategy and navigate your career. I'm your host, James Walker. Let's jump in. So, news inspired today by WSJ's uh, CMO Today email newsletter. If you don't subscribe, I definitely would recommend it. It's a great way to kind of catch up on what's happening specifically within the CMO market. So, caught my attention. Looks like Marriott is getting into the home rental business and is trying to directly compete with Airbnb. Now, full disclosure, Airbnb is a client of my employer. They're not my client. So anything I say here is actually just my my thoughts on the situation. I have an interesting relationship with both Airbnb and Marriott. Love Airbnb, have used it mainly on international trips. When I went away with my cohort from NYU Stern um, to Prague, we did a layover in Amsterdam and wanted to go around and see the city. So we actually ended up getting uh, a few Airbnbs to share with the group. And it was an amazing experience, really seamless. I got to say, I love the connection that you could have with your host and really work together on making an amazing experience if you're able to do that. So I've, I've sampled that. And then I've also used some Airbnb-like types of services when I went and did a trip in Paris and London a few years ago as well. On the other side, my wife uh, got me into being very Marriott loyal in terms of the hotel experience. So we've, we've used credit cards um, t- from them before, so we're big on the loyalty points and, the, and, and that whole game. But I've come to kind of get a sense of the brand and what, what kind of comes with that from getting status on that side. So I understand a little bit about the experience on both sides, and I find it interesting that they're both playing in each other's pockets, if you will. So Airbnb, of course, is marching towards IPO, so it's getting everybody in the hotel industry very scared. But then if you think back a little bit, they also invested in purchase Hotel Tonight, which is basically a search database that holds inventory within hotels. And it's not tied to a specific hotel or experience. You just basically put in, I'm looking for a room in this city this night, and they'll serve you back with some options and get you booked. So it's a pretty quick process. Marriott is now reaching back on the other side into the home rental business. And just immediate thoughts, without really thinking about this, I see two things going on here. It seems like a battle between brand cool and scale. Of course, Marriott making this move and announcing this move before Airbnb hits IPO definitely is going to impact what investors could think about the value of Airbnb and how it lasts. But once again, the things that are battling here, brand cool and scale. It just seems like Airbnb has got that cool factor that people are interested in because of the unique experiences that are brought to you by the host and the environment. That's something that they were pushing against and were able to use to differentiate themselves in the market when compared to hotels. But then when you start to think about Marriott, they're good at scale. They're very good at rolling things out and providing a consistent quality and level of service. So that is something that can't be sneezed at. What it seems to me on its face is that Marriott reaching into the home rental space seems like it would be more interesting to put the potential owners for Airbnb because of what you have in terms of scale, the cleaning services, the way that you could design a space. It seems like the back-end business of decorating and maintaining these spaces Marriott will be able to do very well. But will they be able to get that cool factor to attract the audience that's interested in it? I don't know. Maybe they'll be able to pull into it this type of more luxury feel that people might be interested in. A connection to a bigger brand where they feel like, okay, if something doesn't quite go right, I have a little bit more recourse, I have more options. That is something 
that will be of interest, I think, to customers. But I think they've got to figure out that cool factor and who their core audience is that they're going to try to track with this. I'm sure they've thought this through, but they've got to communicate that and market that in a way that draws people in and, and gives that experience that I think is inherent in Airbnb's offering and positioning right now. That, I think, is a challenge and something they, they're going to have to work through in the, in the weeks and months ahead if they want to pull this off in a way that makes a real impact. Because just looking at some of the numbers from WSJ, it seems that the number of rooms that are listed, Airbnb has 4.92 million. But then you look on Marriott's side, it's about an estimated 1.29. That's a big $3 million gap about in terms of what they are currently offering. So if you're looking at it, they've got a large market. They've got that younger market that's into the difference in the experience, not necessarily that brand consistency. Question is, maybe they'll be able to pick some people off on the higher end of that Airbnb scale in terms of age. Who knows? But I think that that's something that they have to grapple with. How do you use your scale to make it more interesting and think about a little bit of more brand cool and what you can pull in? I don't think Airbnb has anything to lose in this move. I would just watch and wait and see what happens with the IPO because right now I think they're in a great position to do this. But it's just key here. Just think about it. People are out here on this very cloudy day in DC making and announcing these serious money moves around how you can get further into your competitor's pocket and just think about where you can pull in a new audience. So I found this pretty interesting. In terms of today's one quick point, it's for sure. Think about how you're communicating that element that's going to draw in that audience that you need to reach. For Marriott, once again, I think it's figuring out how to use that scale and tap into a little bit of brand cool. They have to do something that's different from just making it another brand under the Marriott chain. Thanks for listening, and we'll move into our next segment. One quick question. So today we're going to launch a brand new segment called One Quick Question, featuring questions from you, our listeners, about what you are interested in in terms of brand, PR, marketing, and business. I had the pleasure of attending the Mid-Atlantic Marketing Summit recently. There were several amazing panels. I'll definitely be sharing more about my thoughts on that with you in future episodes. The question today came up during a social media outlook panel. Several people were featured, but one in particular caught my attention. Luis Gonzalez, head of digital for DC United, the soccer team here in Washington, DC. So with the mighty task of developing and executing the digital marketing strategy for the DC United, Luis sets up a team of nine. And within that team, there are a lot of shared responsibilities. And that, that typically happens when you have a big remit, but then also just you know limited resources in some cases. So the way that the team is broken up, people are sharing responsibilities, for example, uh, as simple as running Instagram, but then also uh, caring and feeding the email marketing uh, team or thinking about how you're managing Twitter, but also thinking about customer service and the PR aspects of things. So there's a good balance between what people are doing. But when you break that up, you have to wonder, and, and one of the audience members did, how do you maintain a consistent brand presence and a brand voice, even though you have different people running different channels with, within your team? And in some cases, in organizations I've worked with, they're not on the same team. So how do you manage that? Luis had a great response because he's really thinking about how this is rolling out. The brand consistency is there, I think, built into the strategy. You have to articulate clearly how you're setting that up. 
But the idea of having different people run different channels and be responsible for the content for those channels is actually not a bad idea because you want the channels to look a little bit different. You want to play into the native capabilities of these channels. Are you really creating content for Twitter or for Instagram? Or are you creating one piece of content and figuring out how you can just put it everywhere? You can do the latter. It's not going to be as successful as the former if you're really thinking about what you're putting on the channel for the channel and for that audience. So by breaking this up, it, it kind of actually, I think, helps a little bit for people to focus in on what do I need to serve to my specific audience, not DC United's social media audience, DC United's Twitter audience, DC United's Insta audience. That, I think, is a good focus for employees to, to think about as they create content. So she's trying to figure out how you can create that brand voice. I think you put it in the strategy so that it's consistent across the board. You need a good amount of communication between people so people can see how everything fits together, but you have to make a commitment to being there for that audience on your channel. And the idea of making things look consistent but still a little bit differentiated is honestly the way to go. So don't be stressed out about this, don't worry about this, but you just have to be thoughtful on how you break things up and make sure that you have a little bit of a, a central check and balance. And that person might need to be you as you're going back and forth between the channels and saying, does this make sense? Does it fit the audience? Does it fit the channel? And also how does it cross, cross with what we need to do in terms of a brand presence? So thanks for asking that question and inspiring me to talk to you guys about this. And if you guys have any questions that you'd love to you know, get my thoughts on or the thoughts of others, feel free to email me at james at onequickpoint.com. Once again, james at onequickpoint.com. Thanks for listening and look forward to catching up with you in the future. Have a great day.